Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big, and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the founder of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome to the podcast today. Um, I'm Jim Oliver, your host, and today my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me on again. It's going to be a good conversation. Absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit of today about goals, both financial goals and just how to set goals. And this is, you know, this is a great topic at the end of the year. And uh, we're going to flip it around a little bit today because we're going to let uh, Nick kind of drive the bus today and, um, and, and kind of, uh, uh, dictate where this conversation goes. And, and, uh, and so take it away, Nick. Well, this is a, a really passionate subject of yours and it kind of got me thinking. I'm like, the one thing that is a, is sometimes a peril is you get to go in, uh, whatever, if, when you're passionate about something, it's like you're breathing through your eyelids, you just get get the get them moving so i thought um how about i'll be the guy that uh, pumps a break a little bit sometime and uh, delve in because i've had the luxury of having a lot of conversations with you uh, about this but not all of our audience has uh, been able to do that so i may circle back at times and say hey tell tell more about that um, okay awesome but i know you've got you know you, you've been immensely successful um in many things particularly the financial services business the last 30 years and and um, if I'm if I'm correct, I think you would uh, um, give almost all of that credit to getting um, kind of medieval working on yourself and that personal development um, aspect. And and I suspect, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that's where you really develop some very good goal setting uh, habits. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I, I absolutely I did. I'm. I, when I was 22 years old, I mean, I came from nothing. I had, we had no money and here I'm in the business of giving people advice about money. And, um, so I had to learn on the fly. It wasn't anything that I had learned from, uh, my childhood and yeah. I found mentors that I could learn from. And that was one really important thing is I found people that were wealthy and I talked to them. And I studied them and I studied books and everything else that I could do to learn how to build wealth and teach other people how to build wealth. And in the yeah. beginning of my career, I really went down the wrong rabbit hole like a lot of people do um, is I was a, a full service financial planner and um, and uh, you know, it, it was, it was like this, if somebody would come into my office and we had, really nice offices. I wore a really nice tie not like the t-shirt I have on today. And, um, and I would sit down and I'd have all kinds of forms and charts and everything else. And if I were talking to you, Nick and Meredith, as I would sit down and you guys would do a lot of guessing, you know, here's my income, here's how much my income is going to increase over the next 40 years or 30 years or 20 years. And sure. this is what inflation is going to do. And this is the rate of return that we're going to get. And this is what we want to have in uh, post-retirement. And you, and it, you would guess, I would guess, and then we'd hope together. And we always <laughs> say what? 
<laughs> Hope's not a strategy. Hope's not a strategy, but that's what financial planning is based on, hope. And here's the other thing that it's based on, is I would come back and say, okay, you guys need to be putting $5,000 a, uh, a month into these funds. And you'd okay. say, well, we can't put $5,000 a month in there. We can't afford that. And I'd say, okay, well, wait a minute. If I lower inflation, if I increase your rate of return, hey, it's $2,000 a month. <laughs> can you do $2,000 a month? And you go, well, yeah, we can do it. Hey, we're going to hit our goals. Yeah. Well, that's asinine. Is, it, is that attainable goals? Were those attainable goal setting sessions? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it, 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 well, they were manipulative goals. I mean, they were, yeah. they were what, what do you want it to look like? You know, yeah. um, and, and it was a sales technique. Financial planning is all about selling financial instruments. Yeah. It's not about your success. It's just not. So what did you find, what, what were some of the tools along the way that you found uh, uh, useful or techniques that you found useful to kind of break away from, from that particular financial goal setting model? Yeah, well, it was a revelation that how much money do you want in retirement? Yeah, okay. How much do you want? As much as you oh, can get. As much as possible. Right. And do you really want to retire? Well, not knowing what I know now because retirement's a dirty word. Right, because retirement means to be taken out of service. Yeah. Now, I can tell you that when I come to Florida and I spend time with my family in Florida, my wife's from Florida, so she's in her happy spot. Everybody's happy. She could go to the beach every single day, read a book, listen to music, and she could just be there, right? Yeah. I can do that for about three days in a row. <laughs> and I need a project. Now, I'm 53 years old. I'm going to need a project 20 years from now. I'm going to need a project 30 years from now. And the good Lord willing, I'm going to need a project 40 years from now. Sure. Right? So if I'm going to have a project, then I have to have a game plan for success in that project, which are my goals. Yeah. Right? So you want a purpose. What I just heard you say is that you want, a, you want purpose and goal setting um, is synergistic with, with having a purpose. Absolutely. So when I think of goals... I don't write down, I want to make this much money because sure. that's like, you know, I go back to the Bible that it's, I want to serve these people. The way that I give is I'm giving the knowledge that I've learned the hard way to other people and the guidance and the coaching. That's what we're giving. That's why we're so passionate about this is we're giving to them all of the, all of the tools that they need to build their wealth, not to build our wealth. So you mentioned, uh, you mentioned to me that you have uh, kind of 10 bullet points that you go through uh, when it comes time to, to setting goals. Uh, let's, let's kind of start unpacking those a little bit. Uh, we're not going to go too deep into any one thing, but um, let's, yes. let's start covering those. Let's talk about number one. So number one is every every goal system that I've ever seen, but this is the number one rule, write them down. Yeah. You know, there's something magic that when you write it down, that you'll make it happen, right? I think that's even a yep. book, write it down, make it happen. But you have to write it down. You know, and, it's interesting you say that, Jim. I remember um, a good friend of ours, uh, uh, Brett, he, 
15 years ago, he said, you have a bucket list. And I said, yeah. He goes, did you write it down? And I said, no, I just carry around in my head. He goes, well, then you'll never do them. That's right. Yeah. You, you, you have to write things down. I mean, that's, you know, the, the, everything that you ever see, there's a, there's a brain to hand connection. Okay. And I'm not a, not a neuro uh, neurologist or anything, but, but everything that I've read is that there's, and I've heard it even said that there's a connection between your thumb and your brain. But as you write things down, it plants in your brain, um, it, it plants that goal in your brain. And once it's there, it sticks. You know, it's, it's not a conscious thing. It's really uh, uh, unconscious. Now, I know I've watched you type and you're doing this. And that's when I learned why you don't send long emails. But I, yeah. I like I can type really fast, and I can tell you that my personal experience has been um, when I carry around my little, uh, you know, my journal, or now I got the the iPad where I can write on it. It is a different process, a different mental connection than if I type things. And so I really like these tools, whether it's paper or or the new fancy uh, Apple device here where you can write on the screen and keep notes like that. Yeah. Um, there's something to that, uh, what you're saying there. Anything else you want to say on that first one? No, but I mean, I remember Dan Sullivan says, your eyes only see and your ears only hear what your brain is looking for. Your, yeah. uh, does that make sense? Your Absolutely. eyes only see and your ears only hear what your brain is looking for. Yeah. It's so, kind of like if you go by a, you know, if I, if I buy a Honda Odyssey, yeah. well, now all I see is people driving a Honda Odyssey. Per- but exactly. I ever needed a, a van, I, I didn't even notice how many there were on the roads. That's right. That's, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, it's pretty funny how it works. It is. It is really funny. Um, and, and, and you're exactly right. When you've, that's, that's a great point. When you buy a car, then you see everybody with cars like that. Um, yeah. And the other thing that's funny, too, is when you buy a car, I live in a small community in, in um, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota. And when you buy a car, it only takes about a month till somebody has a really similar car, even if your car was really unique back and back before, because we all yeah. drive down this one boulevard and they go, yeah. oh, really sweet. I'm going to go check out that car. Right. So, and then, so that's number one, that's number one by far. Number two is, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I said, talk about number two, number two. Okay. Number two is make yourself accountable. Okay. And the, the, the whole thing is, is that you have to share your goals. This is how you make yourself accountable with your peers, with your family, with your friends, your team. And you know, you, you, that gives you an additional incentive to do what you say you're going to do. Mm. And, and so you have to share it. If somebody says, Hey, I'm going to run a, a marathon, then, and, and you just say it to yourself, it's really easy to quit and go, well, maybe I'm not going to run that marathon. But yeah. if, you know, if, if I tell you I'm going to run a marathon, which by the way, Nick, I'm not telling you that right now, uh, <laughs> is if I tell you that, then you're going to say, Hey Jim, how's that marathon training going? Oh, well, you know, I had a pizza last night. I don't know if that's carb loading or not. <laughs> hey, you know what you can say, Jim? Uh, I know you're into biking. You could just yeah. say every day I did a marathon. That's right. You that's could, right. I, now, by the way, I can ride my bike 26.2 miles. <laughs> that's right. You can start saying that. So yeah. I like what you're, you're saying about this, about the accountability. 
Yeah. I remember my pastor sharing with us that uh, he and his wife go and have a goal setting date at the beginning yeah. of the year. That's and awesome. they share these goals with each other and they kind of come with homework. And um, they're one of the, they're one of those couples that I look at and I'm like, Oh, you guys are doing things the, the right way. And yeah. that was, so I remember asking, I was like, Hey, what are some of your techniques? And that was one of them. And so Mary and I did that uh, this past year. And yeah. uh, it's really good because if I've got goals that I want to achieve, yep. but they're not, there's no synergy with, with her and the needs that she has. Well, that's first and foremost a problem, but also, like you said, I need the accountability to make sure that I'm doing the things. It's like um, you and I just sat down and did our business goals for 2019. What do we want to cover? So I've shared that with you. You shared those things with me. And and sometimes it's, is this reasonable? Is my thought process reasonable, realistic? Um, You know, we both have done that heritage profile through the Buffini company. Yep. And a really great thing. But one thing that I learned about myself is uh, the Olympian. And, and I know I just, I've got a couple of friends that are like this. And the problem is we'll write things so big and go all out in just a couple of weeks and then realize they almost get burned out. Like, so yeah. understanding that. So having an accountability partner where we can be reasonable with them yeah. as well. Like I find a lot of value in that. Yeah, it's got to be somebody you trust, just like you said, and respect, because you can trust somebody, but if they don't know what you're doing, then, you know, like if if you wanted to run a marathon and you say, okay, Jim, help me, uh, hold me accountable, and you trust me, but you probably don't respect my my knowledge of running a marathon, and you'd be right to not do that, right? So, so that's number two, really, really important. Number three is you have to visualize your accomplishing that goal vividly. Okay. Okay. So let me give you an example of this. Back when, um, in my twenties, I, I, I went to a brand, I was in uh, Denver, Colorado and Parker, Colorado more specifically. And I went to like one of the brand new neighborhoods that had a house that that was like my dream home at the time. Okay. And I went in and I started to build with the salesperson, this house. So I picked out what model I wanted. I picked out what colors I wanted. I picked out in my mind how the furniture would be laid out. Whose bedroom is this? You know, is this my daughter's bedroom? Is this my son's bedroom? You know, what would the backyard look like? I visualized the dog in the backyard and what other things we would do. I visualized playing catch with my son in the backyard and all of these things. I made it as much detail as I could imagine that this is where imagination, you know, and I love that when Nelson Nash talks about infinite banking on page 14, he talks about imagination is the most important thing. And I think that what he's saying is to accomplish this, you have to be able to imagine it. You have to be able to visualize it. And it's no different than, you know, than, uh, Jason Day, who closes his eyes and watches his shot before he's even got up there to hit it in golf, yeah. is, you know, is he's closing his eyes, he's visualizing it. You have to be able to do this. Yeah. And you have to do it on a regular basis once you're started. Because if you're going to get up tomorrow morning and run 10 miles yeah. at 5 a.m. and you go to bed and you visualize – what your goal is, which is to run that marathon or whatever it is, 
you're going to be a lot more apt to get up and do it rather than if you just go, oh, if I visualize staying in bed and being warm and sleeping in, that's (laughs) what I'm going to get. Sure. I'm either going to visualize getting my goal or I'm going to visualize not getting my goal and I will get both of those. And (coughs) excuse me, when you think back to one of the most basic, other than the Bible, the most basic personal development book or the original development book is James Allen as a man thinketh. Yes. Right. And by the way, if you haven't read that book, it's 27 pages. You have no excuse. Go get it, read it, (laughs) do it. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you have to think and visualize what you want. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, you you equated this one time to me, and it and I liked it like this. I had to create the space in my mind for that to to be present to to actually come to life. Yeah, and by doing that, that was how I liked that. Like, hey, let's just you. We're a financial podcast, so we'll just say it like this. Hey, I've never been able to, maybe I could never have fathomed making $10 million in a year. Right. And if that became something that I wanted, but I didn't create the space in my mind, then there's no way it would ever happen. Right. And, and, and so it kind of goes hand in hand with what you're talking about, what I hear. Yeah. And, you know, and again, what it is, is why do you want $10 million a year? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people make $10 million a year and they, they uh, don't know why or, and they just are, you know, let's say they're a football player, a baseball player. They don't know what that $10 million is for. Yeah. So they do what? They spend it. Yeah. And that's yeah. why they're broke within four years after they get out of a professional sport yeah. is because that's not what that $10 million is for. If you made $10 million a year, I know you, Nick, you would say, how do I help other people with this $10 million? Right. That's that, you know, so that's really important. You're right. It's absolutely important, but you have to be able to see it. So then the, the the fourth one is you got to choose your words carefully as you write them down. And now this is from Dan Sullivan. And what, what he's, what he's saying is that your goals set a direction for your efforts. Okay. Think about that. That's a, that's a really cool sentence that he says. Because goals um, are about articulating your desires and telling yourself where you're headed. Can you say the first sentence again for everyone? Yeah. A was goal good. helps you set a direction for your efforts. Yeah. So that's why you have to choose these words carefully. And when you're writing them down, you know, it's okay to erase it. And Absolutely. come back and, cl- and clarify that. Or rewrite it. I like that. Clarify it, mold it. It's kind of like like we talk about um, what God does with people is like a silversmith is is a silversmith would have this big vat of silver that had all these impurities in it, and he would he would heat it up and sift off the impurities until he could see his reflection in it. Yeah. Right. So our goal setting is like that too. Is There's going to be some things that don't work. There are going to be some things that we decide really aren't that important that we're really not willing to sacrifice and work towards. And as we do that and sift it off, it'll become clearer and clearer and clearer and we'll get that vision. Yeah. I think that that's, that's uh, really good. So let's go on to the, uh, to the next one. Okay. So number five would be set a realistic time frame. 
Now, Tony Robbins, I love when he says people um, underestimate or overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in 10. Yeah. What that says to me is, um, Dan Sullivan says it a little bit differently. He says there's no such thing as an unrealistic goal, just too short of a time frame or or an unrealistic deadline. And he says something along those lines that you could have anything you want, but just know that some things take time, right? Um, so how so, do you overcome that? Well, you have to set a deadline for tasks. So when we look at a strategy circle, again, this is a Dan Sullivan thing, is that what, the task has a deadline. The goal has a goal in a, in a time frame and a, and a deadline for that. But, um, you know, again, Dan says a goal without a deadline is just a slogan. <laughs> You know what I mean? You, you know, right? So you have to have a deadline, but it has to be realistic in a realistic time frame. Like you couldn't say, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds in the next two weeks. Yeah. So you'd have to, you'd have to back to, you know, kind of partnering with an accountability person. If I was going to do that, then I'd need to talk with someone who's an expert in that field to say, That's hey, right. is this realistic? And what is, what are the steps I'm going to take to do this? Um, setting so realistic things like that. Like if I want to, I want to, you know, accumulate 500,000 bucks this year. Yeah. That realistic if I'm only making 250,000. Right. So absolutely. The, the, um, that real, like, so if I came to a life coach, a health coach and said, I want to lose 20 pounds in the next two weeks, they would say, well, that's not realistic they would say not or 30 pounds in the next two weeks. They'd say, you can lose 30 pounds, no problem. But let's yeah. talk about how to do it healthy. Let's how to t- talk about how not to set yourself up for disaster or, or failure, right? Yeah. So the sixth thing, and I think this is really important, is there are going to be surprises, right? There, there are going to yeah. things that happen on the way to achieving this, this, this specific goal. Again, yeah. let's go with the marathon. Well, if I were going to run a marathon and I was going to go from a couch to the marathon, I, well, there would probably be a 5K in there. There'd probably <laughs> be a 10K in there. Yeah. There would be a, um, a half marathon. Sure. And you know what? I'd probably start feeling better. I'd probably start, um, you know, my clothes would start fitting differently. There's going to be all these things. And um, sometimes these things that you go along those are more important than the original goal. Yeah, maybe even a maybe even a little injury in there. Like, how am I going to overcome? That's overcome, right. Overcome that, like mental those obstacles. Obstacles, you know, sometimes can mask themselves as uh, or, or opportunities can mask themselves as obstacles. Absolutely. So when you're when you're striving to reach a goal, one thing leads to another, which leads to another, and. Um, and, you know, like you might go to the doctor while you're training for this marathon and they say, hey, your cholesterol is better than it's ever been. Yeah. Your blood pressure is great. You know, I mean, it, it could be all of these other benefits that you're getting as you as you go towards that that um, that ultimate uh, goal, which, you know, in, in that example is the is the marathon. Yeah. All right. Well, so what's next? So. You know, and, and by the way, so the next thing is something that you and I talk about all the time 
is you got to take ownership of your future. <laughs> you mean no right? one else is to blame? No one else is to blame. If you don't run that marathon, it's not the shoes. It's not your wife that didn't let you get up at 5 a.m. that day because she had the flu. You know, I mean, it's, it's, there are no excuses. That's right. Okay? So you are 100% uh, in charge, owner. You have to take ownership. And I know that great book is Extreme Ownership. It's, it's, it, it, it helps in, in marriages. It helps in business. It helps when you're talking to yourself because yeah. we're the biggest, we're the greatest salespeople of all times. When we're talking to ourselves, we can convince <laughs> ourselves of anything. Right. You know what? I, I, I think that, you know, there, we have a lot of people listening here with kids and whatnot. And I have found, um, the extreme ownership guys, uh, Jocko Wellink and Leif Babin, they've got uh, a couple kids books. And you talk about, you know, when you're dealing with discipline in the home, you know, trying to trying to mold these little people. Um, I just wasn't given that as a kid in, a, in such a direct way. I know that excuses weren't really tolerated. Um, and I, I clearly remember some uh, pivotal moments in my uh, teenage years um, being being told that it's my responsibility and especially, you know, playing sports and stuff in high school. But um, the, these kids books and the, the way that we've pivoted as parents here in this house, well, with those books uh, that the way of the warrior kid books, I really recommend anybody that's got kids, uh, get those, uh, encourage, read them to your kids. Um, I've listened to them on audible. We're doing that right now. And um, what I found is that they're great parenting books. Right. Uh, as yeah. well. And, and so while we talk a lot about business, um, that, that book has just really become important. And, and I appreciate that you, you turned me on to that last Feb February of 2017. I just let somebody borrow the book and I opened the cover to see if my name was in it. And I saw that I'd written the, the date as well that I got it. So, nice. That's um, awesome. It's really it, yeah. good. I'm sorry. Go no, it's a great book. And, and, and I think that's so important because you know, Dan Sullivan, um, he says, if you don't take ownership, um, uh, if you, uh, that your future is your property. And if you don't take ownership of it, other people yeah. would be happy to do it. <laughs> right. And, and so, right. We talk about this all the time. So think yeah. about when you're controlling your wealth building, if That's you right. don't want to take control of it and take ownership of it, there are a lot of people out there that'd be happy to do it. That's right. So what's, what's the answer that you always get when you ask somebody, well, what does your 401k and all that cost? They don't know. They have no idea. Has anyone not, ever answered the question correctly? That's taking ownership, right? That's right. Taking ownership. And what's that cost? What's yeah. it cost to give over ownership? And people because have no it, idea the answer. That's right. And so it, then you can't, if you don't know, then you can't answer the question that Nelson always talks about is if you knew what was happening, you'd know what to do, but you yeah. haven't taken ownership to know what's happening. Yeah. Right. And Which is sometimes, by the way, we help people learn that they got to do that. And yeah. you know, so, all right. So number eight, because we could probably have a whole podcast on that one. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Number eight is Tony Robbins says this the best is can I constant yeah. and never ending improvement. It's a learning process. Yeah. Right. 
having a goal is a learning process. Now, at the end, there's no uh, firing squad that you have to face if you don't hit it. So it, and goal, it's not an end result. It's always going. It's always moving. Right now, uh, again, you can probably see a theme here. Dan Sullivan says that we live in the gap, which means yeah. <clears throat> we, we, we measure to perfection. Like we're trying to travel to the horizon, which we can't because it keeps moving. Sure. So we, we plan forward, but we measure back. Yeah. Great. So, so if you, if your goal was to make $10 million a year and you made nine, you'd say, well, I failed. <laughs> right. But where'd you come from? How far have you come? Sure. That's the constant and never ending improvement. And that make it enjoyable. The journey is the fun part. Right. There's no there's no destination for life on 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 this earth where it's just, oh, man, I made it. <laughs> I've got everything that I could ever possibly want. I've got it all. That's not what there. Keep, there's no place for that. It's always moving. What do you think is uh, is the bi biggest obstacle to to people doing to, you know, pursuing improvement all the time? I think it's because they think that um, they want to be, they think contentment means that I've made it, that mm. there's some special place that I can just turn it off. You know, like, yeah, I mean, and um, I, I don't know if it's laziness or if it's just, um, just not understanding that the, the journey can be fun. The journey yeah. can be enjoyable to where, it just goes on forever. You know, I hear a lot um, people being afraid of failure. Right. And, and it's okay. It's like I, I loved reading one time that Jeff Bezos lost $100 million in various business ventures before he struck it with Amazon. Yeah. You know, there, it goes on all the time. Like, oh, well, I want to, you know, take riding a bike. How many times did you fall down before you finally were able to, to zip down the driveway the first time? If you think about it with anything, like when you, you know, how many, when you hit a golf ball, yeah. right? But then one out of 10, you hit just perfect and you think, oh my gosh, that's it. That's I what it. I need to do, right? And, <laughs> and, and you learn more from your failures, obviously, than you do your successes is, is pain is a great teacher, Pleasure doesn't teach you anything, right? No. Pain will always teach you. So your failures, your pain, they will help correct your course. Absolutely. And, and it's okay. You know, I mean, yeah. it's okay. It, it, again, it's kind of like God throws adversity at us to build us, to mold us. And the same thing happens in our goals, is those little failures will help you achieve your goal. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to, to stumble, fall down. I, I love the saying that uh, I believe you introduced me to was, uh, you know, ad adversity introduces a man to himself. Absolutely. So Absolutely. When you're we can that, make that because that, that, that was written a long time ago. So we can make it adversity interest, introduces a person to themselves because, yeah. you know, um, 
it is is it's and as a man thinketh, you know, if you're yeah. if you're a woman, just put as a woman thinketh because it you know it's sure. but but the adversity will teach you about yourself and what needs to change for you to get stronger and for you to get better and you to get, you know, all of the things that you want. Right. Sure. So the, the ninth thing is really important because you gotta, you gotta surround yourself with like-minded people and (laughs) successful people. So it could be a mastermind it could be just other people that you share your goals with and they share their goals with you. Right. Sure. Because they'll, 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 they'll share strategies and lend support and, and they'll, um, they see the future and they want things just like you do. Yeah. So if back to our marathon analogy, if we had all of these other people that were going to run a marathon, then that would help us stay in the right frame of mind and people would say, Oh, you know what you got? Like you said, you got that uh, injury on your ankle. You know, here's what I did. I took a few days off. I rested it and I elevated it. And then I cut my running down to half for a week, you know, whatever it is, whatever the strategy is. So they, they understand how you feel. They felt the same way. And here's a strategy they found to overcome that. Sure. So that community is really, really important. So yeah, then, uh, I, th- I think it is. Um, I believe it was Darren Hardy that said it. Maybe Zig Ziglar or somebody like that is. Uh, you know, you're the you're the sum of the five people you spend the the most time with. Absolutely. It's, but it's noise too. We talk about financial noise all the time, and turning off the noise of the relationships. Hey, you may need to prune prune some relationships in your life, and it's not necessarily going to be easy. That's right. But the negative Nellies in your life are, are not helping you at all. No, they, they will hold you back. And you know what? It's, it's our minds are really interesting and funny because somebody could say just, I mean, you could be, let's say you're losing weight and somebody says to you, oh, you know, um, and you say, I've lost 10 pounds. And they go, really? Because you don't look like you have. Right. Or they, I mean, they say really like the shock that, you know, so there's little yeah. things that derail us. That's just one little one that I can think of is that, or somebody says, um, Oh, you're, you know, it's the noise, right? Yeah. That noise can derail you. Sure. So you have to have, if you have noise over here, you have to have reinforcement over here. It's just yeah. like when we're trying to teach somebody to change their paradigm about building wealth. If yeah. all they do is they, they listen to us and they get it all straightened out and they know their path and then they just start watching uh, YouTube videos of uh, certified financial planners and how they're going to help you become wealthy, which is a lie, yeah. is that's noise. Then they yeah. come back and say, well, why was I going to do this? You yeah. know, like they forget. So that's why that community is so important. Yeah. All right. So we're coming up, we're coming up on our, on our timeline here. And yeah. I know you got one more for sure that we want to, we want to share. So one more on and that's balance, which means set goals in all areas of your life. You can't be just mono focused on like, I just want to make money. That's all I want to do because here's what's going to happen is you only really get that goal, but then your marriage is going to be in trouble. Your relationship with your children are going to be in trouble And this balance and setting goals in all areas of your life is really, really important. 
Um, yeah. Uh, because most things that are out of balance do what they they crash right sure yeah that i think it come they all tie together really well i like the balance component you know i use <coughs> i use uh, my close friends and 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 most importantly my wife in that to s- tell me when i'm out of balance yeah because we're not i'm not going to recognize it uh usually very well uh quickly um so doing that but another thing is we touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, having a strong why helps, <laughs> helps one set, set great goals. Simon Sinek uh, wrote the book, Start With Why. And if you don't want to read the book, he's got a great uh, TED Talk on, on this. And I would encourage anyone to go and, and pull up that TED Talk and, and look at why. Because when you're setting these goals, a lot of times it's asking why seven levels deep. Yeah. You get to a very specific a measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based goal that we can go, we can go at and, and achieve and celebrate um, the victory at the end. Absolutely. I mean, and you know, I love that book, um, and I love the TED Talk too. Is yeah. is why? Why do you want something? And yeah. um, um, I, I do that with my ten-year-old. I do that with my other children. Is why. Yeah. And, and the answers are kind of funny sometimes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't give my wife or my kids or my business partners what they need if I don't understand that simple question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's motivating them? Hey, um, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Jim, I appreciate you sharing uh, the insight of, of a lot of years of personal development, how you've, been so so successful at sharing goals and uh um any last uh, tidbit you'd like to leave our audience with just uh hang in there when you're when you're doing this and you're writing them down and you hit a roadblock and you're and you yeah. and you're starting your goal is is hang in there don't quit just yeah. persistence is everything and so if you don't quit you can't lose if you don't quit it's just t- changing your time frame you're still if it's that 10 million dollars and you're and 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 you're not there, then yeah. it's just just change your time frame. Don't yeah. quit. Keep going. That's the number one thing. Well, we just want to thank everybody for joining us. We've been uh, obviously we've been working at this for a, a few months. Uh, that was one of the goals we had for 2018 was to launch the podcast to to better to better leverage our time to serve others to share things. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna improve on this in 2019 and and have a tremendous amount of uh, value-added guests on here, uh, bring clients on and where they're gonna share their message, whether it's their goals, what they're working at, their techniques for building wealth, and um, just want to wish everyone a, a happy new year, uh, a safe safe new year, and we look forward to to uh, having you on uh, 2019. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. Thank you all. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.